in there, folks? Those sassy ads, folks, I'm sorry, I cannot get into those, so don't even think that we have any input on that. Those are, what do they call, public service announcements, and so we have no, but those sassy ones, oh, they drive me up, absolutely up, up a tree. I wish we can get a write-in campaign going and saying, stop it, put on a good ad, not one that you want to turn off. <laughs> bah, driving me nuts. Why do rhinos have so many wrinkles? Because they listen to those commercials. There you go. <laughs> yeah, stress. Stress will give you yeah. wrinkles. <laughs> because they are so high, hard to iron. Oh. Because they are so too hard to iron. Yeah. Okay. It's probably not a good idea to iron a rhino anyway. No, not a good not a good thing. Just just throwing go. that out there, guys. Yeah, we are. All right. We're talking to Shelly quickly, and then we're going to get to Tracy. So, yes. Hey, Shelly, okay, so now you're in training class, and you know, harnesses restrain, they don't train, all right? And okay. so that's why with the corgis, oh, uh, those guys are brassy little short things, okay? Mm, and, yes. And, right. And the thing is, is they need uh, some sort of a training collar. And see, now I'm, you know, I'm everybody calls me the dinosaur just for the fact that, you know, I still use training collars. I don't use positive motivation. Can me, it's it's bribery. Treats has its way, has its place in, in certain situations, but not on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And and so the, in the meantime, the dogs are still pulling and pulling and pulling or not, you know, you're still having a hard time. But anyway, so mm-hmm. the, uh, here nor there. So uh, uh, what I would try, you can go online, it's called a STAR, S-T-A-R, Mark, M-A-R-K, mm-hmm. dog training collar. All right. And then what you're going to do, I fit all my training collars loosely. I do not use what some people call them choke collars. I do not use those anymore. I either use the star mark or the pinch collars. Those are the only okay. two that I use. And I fit them very loose. Most trainers fit those pinch collars very snug and up behind the ears. And I totally disagree with that because part of... Uh, the training collar is that it should be loose unless needed. Because like if you and I went for a walk and I grabbed your arm between the elbow and the shoulder and as we're walking and I put pressure there, pretty soon you're going to look at me like, let go of my arm. You, yeah. know, you, you, start, you start getting frustrated trying to get rid of that pressure. And so mm-hmm. that's why all my training collars slide over the head, slide off. You do not take them apart. And so then that way there when they're not, when they're not being in use and the dog is paying attention and listening, the hook of your leash is resting politely on the back of the dog's shoulder blade or along the side. And the collar is totally loose. All right. If mm-hmm. the dog tries to pull ahead, you give it a pop, you know, heel. And then when he's walking nicely, oh, what a buddy. You always reward the dog when he's walking nice. Oh, look at you. What a smart dog. Don't say good boy or good girl. That gets them all nutsy in the headsy and they start jumping and being stupid. So yeah. you just stay very calm. Oh, very nice. Look at you. What a buddy. Yeah. So, but, but a lot of times people don't say anything until they need to, you know, reprimand the dog and I disagree with that so yeah. that's what I would try I would try the star mark collar or the like I say the pinch collar but the pinch collar is you do not fit it so that it's snug I that's a big no-no it has to be loose it has to slip over the head and slip off uh do you keep the training collar on him all the time nope only when the only leash is attached training. and you're attached to that leash that's the only time otherwise he had the plain buckle collar on just there is he has he used have you had a collar on him at all they just put a collar on him now for the um, training. Okay, because yeah, he's, he's got. Fought it. Yeah, so he's got to be used to that uh, the buckle collar before you can try any other kind of collar. Otherwise, okay. he's just going to wig out. So let him drag the the, uh, the leash around the house uh, with that and uh, uh, on the regular uh, hooked onto the regular buckle collar, so mm-hmm. that then he steps on it, he gets used to being bumped, and he gets you know acclimated to it. And then once he's an old hat at the, the buckle collar, then we can start trying to use a training collar. Okay. Okay. Okay, good luck, kid. Thank you very much. You betcha. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty then. 
Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Harnesses restrain, folks. They don't train. You're gonna re, you're gonna mess with the dog's shoulder blades, their spinal cord, and the ACLs. If a dog will walk nicely on the harness, I have no problem. Okay, but most of them, the back legs, the front legs are in the air, and the back legs are pulling the owners to wherever they need to go. They're just digging in, and and you're literally restraining the dog, trying to hold them back. And, that, and folks, that's not training. And you're being more inhumane with the overall body structure. You know, if you get a good. You know, there again, try my one-day workshop this Saturday. <laughs> but anyway, let's head for the phone lines. Tracy's been waiting patiently. Yes, she has. And she has a question about a bored dog. Oh, aren't we all bored? Yeah, right? <laughs> Hi, Tracy. How you doing? I'm good, Katie. How are you doing? Good, good. So what? who is this bored dog? Okay, she is so bored. Her name is Roxy. She's 13 years old. She's a little foxy, a little meaner dog. Okay. She's just way too smart for her britches. I, 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 I have done um, kibble in, like, you know, empty water bottles mm-hmm. and put a little slits in there for her. Uh-huh. She barrels through those right away. Mm-hmm. Even thicker water bottles. I do the tennis ball thing in um, uh, a muffin tin. She mm-hmm. figures that out right oh, yeah. away. Mm-hmm. She's just like, um, she doesn't like the Kongs for whatever reason, the rubber, anything rubber like that. Mm-hmm. She never has interest in. Okay, yeah, she there's never has since a pup. Okay, yeah, there's some so, dogs that just don't like that texture. Like say me, I hate mushrooms. It's a texture <laughs> thing. I hate mushrooms. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just wondering if there's anything on the top of your head I could do for her. I mean, she just. She, I mean, I do. Okay, here's the other thing, but I'm guilty of like probably. Well. I throw the ball through my house, depending upon. I don't have a long wait for her to be able to to fetch it. Uh-huh. But I'm a dog lover, so I bounce it off the wall. <laughs> that's funny. No, that's, that's funny. Cool, that's funny. That's a heck of a video. Give her, but I'll oh, give her a treat. I'll give her a treat, but it, she really enjoys it. Uh huh. But make sure we don't have a fat wiener dog, okay? We well, need a trimming. Exactly. And, and and I agree exactly what you're saying. And she's not. Good. But the minute that I won't give her any more treats, she won't do it. She won't okay. get the ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. She won't push the ball. Oh, she will, but it, that's that's another story. That's, but anyway, okay. So the thing is, is because you got to get her working for you. It's always pet first, treat second. Pet first, treat second. Pet first, okay. treat goes back into your pocket. Okay. okay, pet first, treat goes back into your pocket. All right, okay. so uh, so you you know you get them so that they're working for you and not for what you got in your hand. But uh, okay. the main thing is is that now what you're, what you're describing is physical exercise. You know, chasing the ball and the, or whether it's going down the hallway or off the wall. All right, believe it or not, most people and dogs. Well, we need some exercise, you know. But you know, a block down and a block back, you know, that's fine. But what she needs is mental exercise. Make her think. And so yeah. what you need is uh, get the book. 10 10-minute dog training games by Sundance. 10-minute dog okay. training games. It's got some little agility stuff in there, some dog tricks and such like that. She uses a click and treat. Don't use a click. Just, you know, the treat. But there again, pet first, treat second. Pet first, treat second. Use veggies. Get those mixed vegetables, you know, and throw out some. And use those, you know, so then we're not, don't have as many calories going down the tube there. Uh, right. And, and, and you got to remember what dog doxies were made with, for is to use their nose, is to find things with their nose. So what you do is you start hiding kibble throughout the house, 
Okay, something that stinks. And just a small piece. Doesn't have to be a big piece. Just a small piece. Nutrisource has a treat that I love. It's grain-free. And they look like little rabbit turds. <laughs> but okay. but anyway, but they, they're salmon and they're rabbit. Dogs just love because it stinks. And then, plus they're kind of soft, so you can break them in half. And then you just okay. hide that. So you ask her to sit or have somebody watch, you know, hold on to her. And then go so far out into the room and put it down. And then come back to her and let her smell your hand. And then point to the, where the treat is and say, fine it okay do that a couple of times and then what you're gonna do is move the treat like around a corner come back let her smell your hand say find it okay then pretty soon what you're after is that you're gonna start out like that but then hide someone's out you know like like behind a chair you know not where she starts digging and gonna be destructive Right. But she, now what she's going to do is serpentine through your house, looking, using her nose, and she's going to be majorly mentally tired looking for these. And so, uh, but the nose work is the best thing to mentally drain a dog. And so by, you know, putting these around, just start out with a, a small corset first. And then once she gets the hang of it, then you can, you know, expand it out, like, you know, into other rooms and such like that. Because then now her nose will just be in overdrive trying to smell where those little tiny treats are. Are, all right so that's a, a good boredom breaker right there and then plus teaching tricks you can go to youtube they've got you know um uh uh just type in like teach my bag uh, my dog to roll over or teach my dog to beg teach my yeah. dog to sneak you know what i mean uh, so then right. watch that and teach her doing that get her mentally stimulated instead of just trying to bounce wall you know <laughs> balls off of walls no, 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 and I completely agree. No, I, I do. She she does have commands, so we do do the commands. And the thing that's funny, I definitely going to do the Nutrisource um, a treat thing because I will do that hide and seek thing with my dogs. I mean, I love her so much, but it's so funny. There's only so many places I can hide. Yep. She makes me laugh so hard because she finds me every time, effortlessly. All the right, time. and so I'm that's why having them right know? and having well, good gravy. But having them like <laughs> have them find these treats like behind doors on the side of the yeah. toilet, you know, behind yeah. the leg of a, a, a table. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. You'll be just really surprised that she. They could be all you know, um, all gone, but she'd be for an hour, half hour later, still searching. You know what I mean? Because they're still residual. But now, all of a sudden, you're gonna go, "Where's the dog?" And she's sacked out because she's. So mentally drained because you know t- sniffing takes a lot of energy mental and 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 moving you know what i mean so that yes. they really want to just sack out after that okay okay so it's nutrisource okay, so salmon rabbit treat. it's it's a, a grain free if you look on their website go to nutrisourcepetfoods.com uh-huh. and go to the treats and you'll see where it says you know you'll they'll it's a uh, they're a green package with kind of like pink lettering and such like that. And you can see that they're like, they look like little rabbit turds is what they look okay. like. But they're grain free. They come in chicken, salmon, and rabbit is what they do. They come in. And the okay. chicken, the rabbit and the salmon, they stink so good. Dogs love to, to try to find them. The salmon and rabbit. And they're healthy thank for you. them. Okay, thank you so much. Now, I can get Nutrisource. Like, I live in the Twin Cities. Can I get it at Chuck and Don's yep, yep. or like... Eddie, Eddie, not the big stores, you know, not the big box stores, only at your mom and pop shops, you know, like Chuck and Don's, Four Perfect Pets, Total Dog uh, Company, or Total Dog Company, you know, things like that, Pet Evolution, okay. things like that, okay. okay? Okay, great. 
Thank you so much for your recommendation. I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. You well, good. And, yeah, well, yeah, let me know how it goes, okay? I will. Thank okay, you. Okay, kiddo. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, teaching the dog to smell and to sniff out things, folks, that, that's the best thing that you can do. Why were the deer, the chipmunk, uh, yeah, the, why were the deer, the chipmunk, and the squirrel laughing so hard? We'll be back. All righty then. Thank you for tuning in and sharing your Sunday afternoon. And what a great Sunday night afternoon it is. Beautiful weather. Nice, warm sun. Why were the deer, the chipmunk, and the squirrel laughing so hard? Uh, because they can. Okay, because the owl was a hoot. Oh, the of owl course. Was it was the owl. There we go. Being okay. a hoot. We got full lines. Let's get to them as fast as we can. All right, we're going to talk to Sarah. Sarah has a question about a small dog with Potty issues. All right. Hi, Sarah. How you doing? Hi, Katie. Good. How are you? Good, good. What kind of dog? So um, this is Dolly, the little black Brussels um, Griffon, who oh. was in one of your classes. Oh, yeah. I remember Dolly. Okay. And um, also um, a little Yorkie. So both of them are having intermittent incontinence problems. Um, and they're both older. The Yorkie is uh, 12 and a half. But we don't know how old Dolly is because she's a rescue, but she's She's at, uh, she's at for sure over 12, maybe 13. All right. On up from there. Um, is there anything that I can do other than this DES that the vet is prescribing? Right now, are they leaking when they're sleeping? Is that one they're doing? They're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Okay. What you need to do is get a hold of Dr. Jess, uh, the, the holistic vet. You know, at holistic-vet-care.com. Yeah, there's some remedies that you can do for the older dogs with the estrogen levels and such like that instead of putting them on there. And so there's some remedies that you can give uh, them for for the leaking, all right? So so something more natural. Yes. Because the DES seems a little... Yes. No, no. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can go to her. Uh, she does over-the-phone consults. Uh, just say that uh, you know you, you you called in the radio show and I told I told her her you to give her okay. and she and she'll she'll give it to you uh, as okay. far as what she suggests and okay. where you can nice. get it and such like that. But that's there, there are natural products, totally natural, instead of putting them on that. And so uh, because then that opens a whole realm to maybe cancer, you know, getting uh, uh, yeah. the thing to cancer. So that's why I know there are some natural remedies for that. For if it's just a leaking, a lot of female fix will do that. Uh, you know, when they get to ten, eleven. Years old, where they they start leaking when they're um, napping or it sounds sound asleep. Right, right, all right. Okay, that, yeah, that's exactly. Okay, well, thank you. Okay, thank you, kiddo. Have a great day. Thanks for the call. Bye bye. Wow, that was a short one. I was going to say, wow, uh, we should have timed that one. <laughs> that was really bad. I think that's a first for the kids. Yeah, I was going to say, you well, were just like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, well, let's go to the next one. We're on a roll. Yeah, all right, sounds good. We're going to talk to Mary. Mary has a question about doggy etiquette. Doggy etiquette, all right. Hi, Mary, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, good. So what kind of dog that doesn't have a very good etiquette? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's him or if it's the friends that come over. All right. Um okay. Anyway, so he is a rescue. We got him when he was 11 weeks old. Mm -hmm. Um, What we know for sure is his mother was part Australian Shepherd. Yeah. And the the vet's best guess Mm -hmm. is he's multiple Shepherd Black Lab. How many pounds? Um, He's tan and black, so people look at him and say Rottweiler or Doberman. All right. But How many pounds um, is he? He's about 60 pounds, 60 pounds, and he's in terrific shape. All right. Okay, so what's going on with him? So there's a couple things. So I'm wondering how you teach your dog when people are friendly and they don't need to be worried or bark. 
Okay, so when is he being worried? When people are coming over to the house or what? So um, one situation, when people come to our house, yeah. I tell them, just ignore him um, so he doesn't jump on you. Mm-hmm. And if there's friends coming in, it depends who it is. Like if it's my elderly in-laws, I have him on a leash mm-hmm. um, until he can settle down and then he's fine. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't care about them and we give him a bone and he's just content to just leave everybody alone. All right. Um, recently I had three girlfriends in and two of them just walked around until he could sniff them and whatever and then... He went up to them with no problem. Mm -hmm. But the third one decided, hi, buddy, how are you? And, you know, was kind of loud. Yeah. And he started, Okay. And you know why he did that? Because she was getting into his face and space. She was And that's what I told her. Yeah. I said, he needs to warm up to you. And she goes, but every dog likes me. Every dog likes me. You know what I tell people when they tell me that? I say, you know what? I'm sure not everybody, every human likes you. And I know not every dog's going to like you. (laughs) So she kept trying to pursue him. Yes. And that's why. And he kept trying to get out of the way. Yep. And so that's why when, uh, yeah, I'd bean that. If she's a girlfriend, I'd bean her. (laughs) So this is a people etiquette right but problem. no you got it no what you're just gonna do you just said you just solved your own problem when your uh your in-laws or whatever you said came over the elderly you put them on a leash you do yep. that every time don't count on okay. the humans to listen to what you're trying to tell them ignore the dog okay. when people come in they are you are going to be facing east and west and the company coming west, uh, north and south so they walk past okay. you and not into you and idealistically okay. you want him sitting and just kind of watching if he tries to yep. lunge out uh-uh wrong sit thank you last person comes in shut the door and tell everybody let's say sit in the kitchen sit in the hopefully soon it will be sit on the deck (laughs) and so then because it's the first 20 minutes uh that when somebody's over the dog has to get used to their smells and their sounds all right so that long okay and so because this week we had a guy come over to fix the blinds on our front window okay and it was a younger guy and Mm -hmm. stranger yep and so i had milo on his star mark he has a star mark. Okay, nice. And um, on his leash. Mm-hmm. And when the guy came through the door, of course, he wanted to reach out and pet him. Right. And Milo went, yep. Yep. and backed up. Right. And the guy goes, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and went about his business. Right. Well, the whole, like the first 10 minutes, Milo was barking and, and not incessantly, but barking and growling. And right. I would give him a pop on the leash mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And we went and sat on the couch and we watched him do his work. Mm-hmm. And when the guy took the blind off and went on the floor, which I assume is Milo thinking that's his space, mm-hmm. he again was like barking at him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, knock it off and gave him a pop. Mm-hmm. I never say, okay, it's okay or you're okay. Right. But and see, the other thing probably- too. Well, you got to see it from the dog's point of view. Here he doesn't know this person. The stranger is in his house, doesn't understand. He's scared. He's doing this out of fear, not aggression. Not that I want to go eat that person because he's in my house. He's scared. So when you go to give him a pop, now he's already scared. And then now you're adding to his anxiety of popping him. And so what you need to do is, you're right, no, not you don't do now, now, there, there, okay, don't be patting him, stroking him that way either. You're just going to say, hey, 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 be nice, hey, be nice. 
Penis. Yeah. And then if you got okay. a squeaker toy, squeak a toy. Hey, look what I got. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Hey, you know, redirect him. Oh, okay. but, you know, and so, but you want him to be relaxed about the situation. But by popping him, you know, with a correction, you're adding to the anxiety that is already oh, okay. existing that he is feeling because there's a stranger in his house. All right? Okay, so, so that helps. So after about, I was sitting with him watching this guy do his work. Mm-hmm. And after about 10 minutes, Milo just laid down and relaxed. Yep. And yep. he no longer cared. Exactly. And, and we had to go get a pair of scissors and hand it to the guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't care about that. Right. And then the guy walked by us to leave mm-hmm. and said, sorry, we couldn't be friends, buddy. Maybe next time. And oh. left and he talked to my, you know, Milo. He didn't reach out for him, but right. he didn't care about that. So right. I could tell he relaxed, but it did take him right. a little bit. Yep. And that's, that's the way okay a lot of then, dogs right? are. Yeah, a lot of dogs are like that. Because it's like, okay, okay. who are you and what are you doing in my house? And you ever okay. notice... Um, I get the biggest kick out of this. You know, people that hate dogs or cats, they go over to a person that has a dog or a cat. They totally ignore me because they don't want nothing to do with it. They don't like cats or dogs. And what happens? They become a magnet to that dog and that cat. Have you know, do you now do you understand why? Because they're allowing the animal to investigate on their own where they're not threatening the dog or the cat and getting into their face and space. And that's why. Well, and I ended up taking Milo over to the guy's shoes. Hmm? And letting him sniff his shoes excellent. that were yep. by the front door. Excellent, excellent. And after that, he seemed to calm down yep. a lot. Yep, and so that's the whole thing. So don't give him a pop now. We realize okay. he's doing this out of fear. And that would be something to do. If the guy left his shoes at the front, then you go over and let him sniff. Hey, what is this? Sniff it. Smell it. Oh, good job. Good job. Look at you. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing. Is they, And that's why the first 20 minutes or so, when somebody's over, they get used to the smells and the the you know the sounds and then they relax more then you drop the leash okay. and let them go say hey there how do's but make sure people don't do the in their feet like oh come here let me yeah. give you a huggity kiss they don't and if you don't trust the person not to do what you tell them then that dog stays on a leash with you all right okay. or you put him in a kennel or you put him outside because the thing is okay. he's already told you he's uncomfortable having people in his face and space until he you know is okay with it and if somebody rushes him he might as he gets older especially he may nip and it's not because he's a an aggressive dog because he's just scared and so that's why you just got to help him understand and then now what i would have done is that i would have gave before that guy left i would have gave him a treat not to like shove it into your dog's face but to lob it and say hey rover how you doing and then lob him a treat so now strangers have something cool for me that's really way cool i thought about that i thought about giving him a bone while the guy was here um, well, no, not with the guy's but No, no, no. The, the treat, no. the treat has to come from that person. Come from the guy. Okay. <laughs> right, and it has to be lobbed, not shove the hand into the <laughs> face and say, here, take this from my hand. Say, hey, Rover, and All then right. lob it to him. And you might even want to give him two because then the dog's going to eat it and look up and go, you just gave me a treat. And then have him yeah. do it again. Say, don't shove your hand into his face in space. Just lob it to him, okay, so that he doesn't okay. feel threatened by you coming forward into his face in space. All right. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Okay. we've been in obedience, and now we're doing agility. Okay. And so I feel like we're around a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but every once in a while, he just gets this, nope, don't want you anywhere near me Mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's good. I think, is that okay? That's okay? But no, that's a way, no dog is infallible. No human. You could be the nicest person in this side of the Pecos, and I have bring a friend over, and you do not like that friend. (laughs) And it's like, there's no way I'm going to get you to be my friend friends. And so you just don't know why. You just don't like them. But see, every human has a scent, and I really believe that's, you know, the, the old saying that if, 
Your dog is by nature a pretty good look, you know, easygoing dog, and he doesn't like somebody. You better reevaluate this person because they know ah. something you don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, kiddo. Thank you. You bet. Take care. All right. Train on. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, we'll be back. We won't let this run too long because we got callers holding on. I don't want them to hold on any longer than they have to. So greatly appreciate everybody taking the time to call in and ask some questions. I greatly appreciate it. You can send me questions via email. Go to mytalk1071.com and you can, there's a place where you can send emails. And then you can also uh, become a member of, not a member, but you know, join my Facebook, KDK9 Facebook, Facebook group. All right. And then that's you know, my website's there. And so, and then of course, podcast. I have no idea what it is. Someday I'll listen to it and understand what it is. <laughs> One of these days, I'll get trained here. All right, let's head to the phone lines. Okay, sounds good. We're going to talk to Mary. Mary has a question about a two-year-old golden that is eating their poop. Eating the doo-doo. Yes. Yum, yum, yum. Hi, Mary. How you doing? Hi, Katie. Good. Good, good. Yeah. Now, have you had this have, this dog from yeah. a pup? Yep. Oh, puppy. All right. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, then now is he eating his own doo-doos, other dogs' doo-doos? What kind of doo-doos is a, is a pupper eating? Well, actually, it started two weeks ago, and my son's lab was over for the weekend. All right. We had the snow, and he didn't want to go off the deck, so he did it on the deck. And the next day, she grabbed a hold of it, and now she's started eating it since then. Ah, there you go. Well, it tells me, believe it or not, your dog is smart. Gross to you, but your dog is smart. Your dog, the reason why dogs eat doo-doos, whether it's their doo-doos, another dog's doo-doos, uh, rabbits, birds, uh, ducks, whatever, is because they're lacking enzymes in their gut system, and that's the way to get the enzyme, all right? So that's why, okay. I mean, I don't even know if you realize this, and it's very controversial right now, is they are in, how do you say this, injecting People that are really, really healthy and have a real sound digestive system, they're taking doo-doo from their digestive tract and injecting it into other humans that are having a distressed digestive tract, okay? And uh-huh. so because, obviously, we aren't going to eat doo-doo, right? Unlike a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so dogs, so that tells me that, for some reason, your dog's uh, digestive system is stressed out. And so what you need to do is what, uh, a lot of times, by changing the food, that will do it. Now, it will, did she eat the other dog's doo-doo, or did she she eat her own doo-doo or both well she started with her own we don't have the dog at our house now right but, the other I, one. but when the other dog was there did she eat his doo-doo well yeah she oh. ate yeah okay yeah, she did all right okay so then uh, a lot of times by changing the you know changing the formula like if you've been feeding one formula like uh, rice or you know, chicken you know for too long this can cause this uh, also adding probiotics digestive enzymes and then extra virgin coconut oil uh, what what food are you feeding now right now she's been eating pedigree all right we need to get off of that all right yeah I would mm-hmm. I would rotate into uh, the Nutrisource to try like the the pe- pedigree I believe is a chicken base. All right, so you yeah. might want to try a beef or a lamb base, and in the Nutrisource okay. that's a chicken and rice or a, a beef and rice or a lamb and rice. Uh, I would I wouldn't go to a, a, a grain free. I always buy small bags. Go one bag not grain free, one bag grain free, one bag not grain free, one bag. You know, there's no reason for a dog to be on a total grain free diet if they're not. They don't have health issues that requires that. 
All right. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so I would rotate out of that. Believe it or not, what you are feeding. Okay. This is a little history for you. 1947, the very first uh, uh, processed dog food was Calcan. All right. And Calcan yep. is still alive and doing well. And it's called pedigree <laughs> oh and way okay. back when they first came out with processed dog food it was all made with horse meat well then as you know the equestrian as in the 50s rolled around they started making a you know a fit about that of course and then they found other proteins to use instead of the horse meat but there's a little history for it about dog food but so the thing is is that uh, the bag is beautiful but what's inside the bag is you could do better all right. And so that's okay. what I would do is I would uh, I would try the Nutrisource line, either the beef and rice or the lamb and rice. All right. Okay. And you're, you're going you're gonna to start out with a quarter. Now, how long is two years old? So you've been feeding this for two years. Yes. OK. So what you're going to do is you're going to is this going to take a little bit of time to, to undo this. And so okay. because uh, the longer they've been fed the same thing and no rotation, though, you have to take a little bit longer to rotate into a new a newer you know, food. So uh, okay. you could try the beef and rice uh, that Nutrisource has and then start out with like a quarter of the new to three quarters of the old for about four or five days. Mm-hmm. And then a 50-50 for four or five days. But then now watch the doo-doos. If the doo-doos start getting a little bit, you know, slu- loose or sloppy, slow down. You're going too fast. All right. Okay. Go back to a three quarters of the old to three a quarter of the new. And so the thing is, is that once you can get the, this ro- her rotated into a new food, like I said, you also need the probiotics, the digestive enzymes, and the uh, uh, extraversion coconut oil. Do you have any extraversion coconut oil? I do. Okay, so it's one teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight up to three tablespoons. But right now, I don't want you to go any more than maybe two teaspoons, okay? and But start out with like a half a teaspoon for, you know, three, four days, and whatever, because that, that like I said, that but, but that'll take the inflammation out and, and, and out of her gut system that's happening. All right. Okay, so that was that was a half to one teaspoon. Yeah, for for, for you, no, no, it's a, yeah, one teaspoon oh. per ten pounds of body weight. Okay. And the maximum is three tablespoons, depending on how big okay. your dog is, okay? But slowly, okay. slowly. Like maybe this week we're doing a teaspoon. And then next week maybe we'll do a teaspoon and a half. And the following okay. week we might do two teaspoons. You know, just take your time. Just, this is just once a day, all right? This isn't every feeding time. This is once a day, all right? Okay. Okay, but then like I say, buy, uh, uh, now did you get a big bag of your dog food? I do. We're almost out, so I was going to switch to Nutrisource anyway. Okay, so what you're going to do is buy a smaller bag if you need to, a pedigree, the real small bag. All right, uh-huh. and then don't, is this the only dog you have? Yes. Uh, oh, don't get any bag bigger than like the 13, 15 pound bags. Don't get the 30 pound bags because you want to, whatever food that you buy should be fed out within two weeks because then it starts getting okay. rancid and, and not good. And annoyingly, you're feeding your dog not good dog food and that gets her tummy upset too and puts her digestive system into stress. Okay. All right. So then yep. what you're just going to do, so then just get like the 13 pounder and then like, and you can give me a call up at Katie's Canines or email me. All right. But okay. go slow. Watch the doo-doos because you've been on the same, uh, you know, the same like chicken type recipe for such yep. a long time. It's going to take, you know, a little bit to, to slowly, but once you slowly rotate it in, then, and then we'll go from there. I'm not going to give you too much at one time to remember here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How, how long do I do this from, from now as far as like, well, see, uh, you're going to do, you're going to do a quarter. Yeah. You're going to do a quarter of the 
new to three quarters of the old for about, you know, five days. Okay. And then a 50-50 for five days. All right. And that yep. you're just going to slowly and then see how it's going. Is If redudos are staying solid and things are looking good, then we go to three quarters of the new to a quarter of the old for five days. All right. But we just yep. got to see if they start getting, you know, getting a little bit loose and back up, go back to 50 50 or wherever they started getting loose. All right. Okay. And just take your, right. and just take your time because, like I say, her system, because she's eating the doo doos, uh, it really tells me that, like I said, her and the, and the, and the reason why is she ate the other ones doo doo is because, like I said, they probably had a different dog food. So they, so they got different enzymes in them. And so yep. she, her need, her need for those uh, enzymes in her gut system is so great that that's was her opportunity and then all of a sudden now it's like okay let's try it to get it from wherever we can <laughs> okay so how long is she on the um coconut oil um i would just do it uh, during the winter months i put my dogs on it for about uh for like you know four or five days a week and in the summer months it's two days a week so okay. you know it's just up to you but see that's going to settle down like i say the inflammation in her gut system so it just and then okay. like i say the probiotics and the digestive enzymes and like I say, you can email me up at Katie's Canines and I can give you a list of what ones that I use. All right. Okay. And then uh, we can go from there. But you just want to do right. it slow. Take your time. And that's why she's eating doo-doo's is because her digestive system is, 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 in the, is stressed out. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You bet, kiddo. Take care. Bye-bye. Alrighty then. Yep, the dig- that eating doo-doo, folks, is a huge indicator that your dog's digestive system is in the toilet. I mean, in the toilet. So that's where you've got to start adding all this stuff, changing up things. And like I say, give me a, you can go to mytalk1071.com and email me through the station, okay? Okay, where are we at here? How do sea creatures communicate underwater? How do sea creatures communicate underwater? Be back. Dancing in the studio. There you go. Here's the the beat started going. And well, here goes Carly and Sharon's bananas. That was right on cue. That's one of my favorite songs. Well, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> I just got a catchy beat and the, the songs. Yeah. Um, it was playing one time. You know how you had the gap, uh, like on the weekend shows or whatever. You know, yeah, they played, yeah, yeah. And they played this song longer, and I yeah. actually listened to it, yeah. and it was a very good. I was very loved the beat, loved the song. It was it's good. very inspirational. Yes, it is. Um, and one of our uh, one of the teachers at the school was like, "I have to believe that he wrote this about teachers," and oh. I was like. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. But <laughs> can, we you can, can put whatever we can you dream, want. I guess. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. How do sea creatures communicate under the water? With bubbles. Close. Dang. With shell phones. Oh, shell phones. Okay. With yeah, that makes a little more phones. sense. Okay. I don't know. I like bubbles though. Uh, yeah. Bubbles, bubbles. kind of sounds bubbles. a little more fun. There you go. Say, uh, I'm sure you saw in the news uh, the Waterview kennels up in Stacy that burned that killed yeah. 18 dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to kind of address that a little bit. Uh, I, is something so horrific, uh, you, it's really hard to get your ha- mind around it as far as the families that have lost their, you know, their pets. Right, one. absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, but the owners of this kennel, I, I just can't, I don't think would, there would be enough drugs or alcohol that what they're feeling and what they're oh, going yeah. through, you know, for the sense yeah. of loss of, of all, for all these people's emotions and yeah. family pets and such like that. And so, you know, I don't want people to get on a bandwagon and go, well, they should have done this or they, 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 you know what I mean? No, 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 people. 
at any given time, life can throw you a curveball. Exactly. And, and there's no way you're ready for it. But it does leave, lead into another thing, whereas if you're going to board your dog out, check and see if they have sprinkler system. You know, because not all the kennels have a sprinkler system. As you could tell, this would have been great to have one, but they're very expensive. I mean, you know, then your board's going to go up, but then your dog's safety is there. Yeah. And so check to make sure that wherever you board your dog does have a, a sprinkler system and that it's working, I hope. <laughs> But I just my I my heart just goes out to all the families that have lost dogs in that one of you kennels up in Stacy, um, and then also the owners because I, I just like I said I just can't imagine anything more horrific and and just having to deal with something like that the loss of a business and then plus but the bigger thing is the dealing with all those family families and then the loss of their yeah, pets and so absolutely. So anyway, okay, let's head to the phone lines. Okay, we're going to talk to Jamie. Jamie has a question about a cockapoo with reflux in the AM. All right. Hi, Jamie. How you doing? Good. How about you? Good, good. How old is your dog? She's about a year and a half. Okay, and so what's going on in the morning? Um, you know, this is happening just a few times a month. It probably started when she was about nine months. And so typically it's only on a weekend. Um you know, I don't know if it has to do with like a schedule change. Okay, is she um, throwing up bile, the slime stuff? It is. It is bile. It's like yellowish. Yep. Um, and what that is from, and uh, if the dog gets fed, and this would make make an occurrence like on the weekends to me because we get busy doing things. If there's too much time between breakfast and dinner. Okay, they will throw up. I have a, I babysit a dog that has this. And so I finally, finally nailed it. What it is, is that, okay, the dog, if he gets fed at seven in the morning, he has to get fed like about seven at night. All right. He can't get fed at four. He can't get fed at five because then if he gets fed at five and then he gets seven the next morning, there's too many hours that go between dinner and breakfast and nine times out of 10, he won't throw up all the time, but the majority, well, he's gotten to the point that, you know, he, what is he, Coco now? I think 11 or 12 that he will throw up more often than not. All right. That pile. So what you got to make sure is the dinners, the breakfast and dinners are like, if you get up late on a Saturday, Okay, and you feed him at normally nine instead of at seven. Okay, then when you go to feed him dinner, you've got to wait till eight, nine o'clock that evening. Otherwise, if you feed him the same time, remember, it's too many hours till the next time to eat. Right. All right. And that's what our vet had said. Um, they had also suggested. So, what we were doing to try to remedy it and what we thought would help is that. She has her, you know, breakfast in the morning and we, you know, walk her, you know, we do everything normal Mm -hmm. and everything's good at night. She eats dinner at a normal time. And then when she goes to bed late at night after we let her out that last time around 1030 or so, she gets her Kong with a little frozen goat milk yogurt. And then we would give her a little handful of kibble Uh in her kennel at night to kind of help. um, And did that work? Something in her tummy. And it was working um it seemed to be working fine but kind of this morning was one of those times again where we let her out just about an hour difference but she did have the kibble in the evening and it still happened okay you know so we have sometimes that we're getting some inconsistency with like trying to close the gaps with the feeding right and so what you got to remember if you're going to have that third feeding you know then you got to make sure that you don't want it to get fat all right so you right, do, right, yeah. I yeah. mean, she. We already feed her under. 
she's 25 pounds. It's where mm-hmm. the vet wants her, and she eats basically a cup of food a day. She right. gets a half in the morning and a half at night. So right. we're even under, like, whatever a bag would say. Okay. Well, that, that's good. That's good. Yeah, most bags, that's just, just a starting point. It's not... Right. It, people don't know. They, they will start here and go from there, you know? Right. So that, but the biggest thing is, is to write things down. I would tell people to keep a diary for about three weeks and, and okay. write it, put it down on the refrigerator every day. There is a new, or every, every week is a sheet, you know? Okay. And so, and then at the end of three weeks, what you're going to do is figure out, okay, when was fed? When was a treat? You know, da, 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 when they, sure. when she ralphed, when she did, you know, so then all of a sudden you're going to see a pattern and then usually it is if there's too much time and it usually happens, the morning is when they usually throw up because they fed dinner too early, you know, like at five o'clock. Right. And then all of a sudden you're sleeping in on Saturday till nine. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're going to eat that's what's going to happen. And some dogs are just more touchy that way. It just, it is what it is. Uh, we don't understand why. Why? Don't put her on any antacids or anything like that, all right? Okay, the vet did actually recommend doing Pepsid. Yeah, no, and don't so- don't even go down that road. Cause oh, the really? Thing, We've, we have given it to her. Yeah, but, but see, the thing is, is that that is so, it takes our good acidic and squashes it. We need okay. the acid in her stomach, you know, so then what you need is more probiotics and more digestive enzymes. You know, you need to make it a, a better, healthier gut, all right, okay. not, to, you know, put things in that squash some of the stuff. So besides uh, the goat milk, yolk, goat like mi- she, has, she gets goat milk yogurt Excellent. in the evening. Her okay. food is um, N&D, and we have rotated Good. the proteins. Good. We do mix in a little freeze-dried raw Excellent. As, a, as a topper, Excellent. you know, with the okay. food. Okay. Is there in, occasional pumpkin we've done? But, Good, and then the, the, um, the extra virgin coconut oil because that takes inflammation out of the gut system. Okay. It's one and teaspoon then, per ten pounds of body weight. Okay, one per ten. And then the last question would be: so, if this does happen, like say we can tell because in the morning all of a sudden she has no desire for her food, yes. even if she hasn't thrown up yet. Yep. You know it's you yep. know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, that's way cocoa is too. Yep. Right. So you know. So you're you could put you know a can of tuna in front of her. She would just like walk the other yep. way. Yep. So, yep. Um, at what point then do you? feed her when this has happened because she won't she will want nothing after she's thrown up that few tablespoons of bile that whole day the whole day she won't want anything well well most of the day like today she finally had appetite came around almost two all right but i had i had given her a pepsi in the morning okay okay yeah let's not do that but um uh but every dog has something they just like me it's oreo cookies i mean i could be sicker than you know a dog <laughs> and i can mind I'll, I'll manage to get that oreo cookie down okay right. and so every dog has something maybe it's canned chicken just a piece all you need is just a little bit you know type right. thing just find something usually if it stinks really good that's where they're more intrigued but let's right. see dogs are smart though they know like if they're having diarrhea and such like that you know we our knee jerk is to keep feeding them no stop feeding them Get right. to give their intestines time to settle down, and if they right. re- and they, if they throw up like that, a lot of times the reason why they don't want you is because they still like after we throw up, you know, you just don't feel right. Okay, yeah, you can tell she doesn't feel good. You know, right. you just and feel so, bad for her. Right, you know? and so but so then like I say, just uh, if she doesn't want to eat, then just honor that.
that and don't okay. hit the panic button. But just remember now, you know, now she got fed at two in the afternoon. So now, you know, what, you, remember, you got to make sure there's not too much time between right. dinner and breakfast. All right. Yeah. And we never have any issues during the day. Okay. Like, yeah. That's yeah. No, they, no, it never. It's always be from that night to that morning. That's night it. It always morning. is the way that way. It, okay. It, yeah. You don't so get it any other time. And maybe a later night feeding just yeah. of her actual meal. Dinner. Correct. Uh, you know what I mean? Or you want to, if you want to do two, uh, see, see with Coco, like I said, it, it had to be 12 hours. You know what I mean? A, a, a 10 to 12 hour difference. Okay. If it was, okay. if it got cocky, uh, cockeyed, where all of a sudden it was a 14 hour difference, like from dinner to breakfast. Right. Nine times out of 10, he'd throw up. All right. And so okay. that's why, like I said, when, I, when we got, when he hit that beat and just mindful, because see, they're early people. I'm, you know, I'm a night owl. Right. <laughs> so, so they wanted to feed him like at six o'clock. And I said, no, right. he's got to get fed by about seven, eight o'clock. I would do the eight if possible. And, and so, because then it's just from eight to, you know, seven, eight the next morning. And so when right. they it's stayed on, when they stayed on that schedule, there was not, never any problem. And he, you know, right. he gets fed a total raw diet. He's got supplements up the wazoo. So right. it has nothing to do. It, it, it just for some reason, his gut system, if it starts feeling empty, you know what I mean? Right. Then right. they get that bile throw up. And in the morning, I guess the last part is that, you know, during the week, you know, we're all up early, 536. She goes out, you know, getting ready for, you know, kids for school. And I don't want to get her in the habit of eating breakfast at 6 a.m. Right. Because on the weekend. So what we do during the week is that we will give her just like a couple little like crackers or something in the morning for her. Or give her some of that freeze dried, more more potent stuff. Because that's just waste. Okay. I get we got to go. Okay. Great. Have a good one. Thank you for listening, guys. Don't hide your dogs. Train them. Thank you, Carly. Awesome job as usual. Give me a holler up at Katie's Canines. Go to mytalk1071.com.